This week, I'm talking to Kim Lokenbach de Bruyne about how she got started in sourcing, what tools she uses, and what OSINS training has to do with sourcing. Welcome to the Sourcing Challenge Show. I'm your host, Mark Lundgren. I started off by asking Kim how she got into sourcing. Yeah, so um, I started in sourcing when I met Gordon. He was a recruiter working at TomTom at, at that time. But he had a couple of people in um, Lithuania doing the sourcing for him. Mm -hmm. didn't go that well at that point because the company was changing and it, it was a side job for them. So what is sourcing actually? What do you do? Can I help in any way? Because I was bored. And he said, well, it's actually finding people on the internet. I was like, well, yeah, that's Google. So it's a smart way of finding people on the internet. So, okay, let me try this. And immediately I fell in love because it's, it's, it opened up to your brain like, I started with talking out loud to my computer because when I was typing a Boolean, it didn't come back to me. Like, what am I ask, actually asking Google? And then I was talking like, okay, so I want to have this Java developer in Oslo, which is like far east of the Netherlands. Like, oh yeah. So if I changed that a little bit, and it was actually, I wasn't, I started with a biochemical company. <laughs> near my hometown, which helped because I knew all the cities surrounding. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there aren't even that many people who do this. So how can I find them? And they're not on LinkedIn. And I just loved it. And that's how it progressed. And then Gordon with his old business partner started a company. And his business partner actually said, well, since you're from advertising and you know a lot about marketing and sales. Why don't you join us? So, well, if you ask me, then it's fine. That's how I started. Mm -hmm. But I was in recruitment before. Yeah. But you were, yeah, you were more in the kind of marketing and advertising. And yeah, I, I used to work in marketing and advertising. And then one of my headhunters actually asked me to join them because they only work with consultants who came actually from the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I only did freelancers there for that. And it was, this was in 2005, 2006. So the economy was booming. Everybody started freelancing. So I didn't have to look for people. I would actually have to say like, guys, I don't have time to do intakes with my candidates. Yeah. The clients were just my, my phone constantly rang. Oh, I need a freelancer now. So it was more, it was an old machine, but I mean, I had 25 people working for me constantly. Yeah. It has nothing, what you said before, it has nothing to do with recruitment whatsoever. No, it's exactly. It's just, yeah. It's just like, okay, I like you. And sorry, everybody's biased. I like you. And I had about 100 people top of mind. And every job which came in, I was like, okay, that's what. This one, yeah. I didn't even have to look in my ATS who could do the job. I think at that point, you couldn't even source in your ATS. <laughs> Many people still can. Most of them, actually, most of them. And I know that that you and Gordon has gone in, like in the last year, have gone a lot more in the, the kind of open source intelligence way. Tell me a bit about, you know, how you ended up and and how you why you chose to kind of go into the whole OSINT space. Okay, so in the Netherlands, we have uh, we we always thought Germany was very strict in privacy laws, but the Netherlands is actually worse, probably. So if you want to do, for instance, a pre-employment screening, 
which is, is getting more important with the GDPR in place. Mm-hmm. In the Netherlands, you have to be certified. So my business partners actually came up with a really cool idea, which is, has to do with the KYC and uh, compliance for banks, but also for every major company who has to do with clients. And I told them, I said, well, it's really cool what you want to do, but if you want to check somebody a little bit deeper, you need to be certified. I said, no, of course not. In the Netherlands, you have. So we started laughing because they were never going to do that. And then Gordon and me said, well, we'll get our certificate. And Gordon said, well, if we're going to do that, we need to do OSINT as well. Which, of course, we all believed that. It was actually a lot of BS. <laughs> you just but yeah, it was yeah. I only found out when I was actually sitting in my class that like, we actually don't need this. This is actually higher than the certification. So we started uh, last January with our um, schooling in private investigation because that's the certificate you need and the OSINT training. And we, um, we chose the International Anti-Crime Investigation uh, not Anti-Crime Academy because it was a completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. In cut is really good but they don't have that many workshops here and they call it workshops instead of training. So we ended up in a classroom with 14 people and they were from military def- intelligence, um, cyber, cyber crime from the police, lawyer offices for fraud. And we were like, oh my God, <laughs> it's like really super cool. In the end, um, we were screened before, but we were admitted because we had a history in sourcing. And we, we could actually work with them. It was really cool because OSINT is a next level sourcing. It's a different mindset. And we fell in love with it. So we, we already signed up for the first and second course. And the third one, you need to get invited. And we were because we were really good. Which was yeah. really I mean, I know Gordon is really good. But to hear them say, like, Kim, you're really good as well. <laughs> wow. And we got to work on actual cases, actually crime cases. But it, it made me, to be honest, it made me a better source and a better recruiter because it was a completely different approach on sourcing. Because with sourcing, and I think you, you, you know this feeling, it's tunnel vision. It's so easy mm-hmm. to get tunnel vision because you've been looking for this needle in a haystack for months or for weeks or for days. and um, with this OSINT, because I think you have so many specialities in, in, in OSINT, but because these are actual crime scenes and investigations, time is an issue. Mm. I've discussed this with Hank as well, who's from Bellingcott, and I love their investigations, but they have time because it, it's been done. I mean, we know all about MH17 and stuff. They take their time to get to the bottom of it, we don't have the time as sorcerers. So, um, and you can be really cool. Like I know the best, best hacks, but I learned to use tools in a better way, for instance. Mm-hmm. And tools we didn't even know in sourcing. And to get the different approach was really fun. And it takes you a little bit away from sometimes boring candidates. <laughs> But no, so that's how we ended up in it. And um, 
we found out that it actually, because of the GDPR, it was actually a USB, mm-hmm. because with this certification, we have to sign off the, uh, we got a certificate or a license from the head of police. Mm-hmm. The certification is by the Ministry of Justice. So it actually gives you a little bit more cachet, as we mm-hmm. say it. And I, have to, I had to sign the privacy code, mm-hmm. which basically says that if I screw up, I, have to, I can be fined for 11,500 euros. Mm-hmm. So also with candidates, what are you? Oh, so I know you're going to be really cool with my data. You're not going to share it to anybody else. You make sure that your computer is safe. So before we get our license, one of um, the people from the office of the commissioner of the police came over to our office. Like, what are you using? And we heard that we needed a safe. So, okay, how do you get a safe? Well, we have a safe this big. It's 400 kilos. No, you don't have to screw it in the wall. Nobody can move it. Okay, fine. But they never had anyone signed up for a license who's actually using two CRM systems. Oh, but you're really good. Because we're recruiters or sourcers, we know how to handle specific data. And it changed me also what if I work with clients. Um, for my long list, I don't add any personal data. Tell me about the, the, the tools that you do use. Um, well, I'm working with Hello Talent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my scrapbook, scrapbook or how you scratchbook before my ATS, which especially the hiring managers love because they don't have to do all this difficult stuff. They just can rate them with stars, mm-hmm. leave a comment, and we'll get on. I use Glossary Tech for developers. Um, not that often anymore, but that's also because I'm progressing and a lot of the developers I'm looking, it's the same as I did. But if they have an extra skill set, I just put on Glossary Tech. It, it's so cool because it explains to you what it actually does. It's a very, I think it's a, a really cool learning tool. Because normally I would, if I didn't understand something about developers, I would go and Google it. And now I just scroll up, mouse over and it's, oh, yeah, right, got it. Data miner. I mean, for me, that's that, like, yeah, I have to have. It saves me so much time. Um, I killed my recruiter seat. I'm going to kill Sales Navigator as well because I can do it with my free LinkedIn. Uh, Auto scroller, but it's especially for Facebook. And it's, I don't use it that often. I do do it on, um, on my X-ray sometimes to just really go fast through it. Yeah. Multi-highlighter, I think it's really nice especially if you have a job where there's so many skills involved. I use people now. I told them, I told actually the guys from people or people that I was not going to talk about them because it's such a cool tool and I don't want anybody to know about it, but it is really a cool tool. And um, one of the things I use, and I'm still surprised that it's so unknown, is Nymeria. Everybody's talking about contact out and Lasha. I use Lasha, of course, as well. But Nymeria for me is at the moment that's, the best. That's my, that's my first one. Like I, I have it in order and Nymeria is my first one because 90% of the time they'll have what I need. Yep. Plus their, their pricing is 
awesome. I mean, we're, we're probably I mean, even now, like he doubled his pricing, but it's still not for us, though. Not for us. No, it's exactly. Like, but also, by like, even with the new prices, you can still share it with five people in your team. I know, like, and it's it's nineteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. For I, at, I, I still have the lowest plan. You don't need anything more than the lowest no. plan. So even at nineteen dollars a month, you can and you can share emails. it, and you can share it with your team. So. If you look at contact out, and um, I don't want to bash them too much, sales rep on the phone, and it's $250 per user per month. For yes, two yes, $2,400 I was quoted for a year. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on my VPN, on my fake account, blah, blah, blah. I'm still using the free version. It doesn't work at all anymore here in the Netherlands. I'm not using HireTool anymore because same no. reasons. I mean, they don't. They go a little bit too far with the GDPR. I signed up for the, the beta version of Profit, which is coming out next week. So oh, yeah, the new one, yeah. Yeah, so I'm very curious what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah, so am I. Like, I, I haven't spoken to Jeremy or, or, or Jackie what, no. what's actually going to happen. I've seen a bit of like, oh, because it, it completely disappeared from LinkedIn. I understand that. Um, obviously, the company behind it has gone in another direction with their main product. So, yeah, I'm interested to in seeing what it's going to be about also because i know it's a cool team behind it and yeah. it was a cool product so like the the basis of it it you know should be good so yeah definitely looking forward to that yeah i'm still working i, I, I mean where do you find the time right i'm still uh need to check irena's new tool socialist socialist sorry yeah. sorry irena um i need to check it out I, I promised her already in, in June. Well, one, one of the best tools, I'm not using it as much because I can do it myself, but for sourcers who are not um, as techy as we are, she oh, had, Shane McCusker's tool. I'm the same. I know how to do it by actually doing the, you know, the URL matching manipulation myself, but it's like, I don't have to. I just put it into the intelligent search. So why would I? Am I... And it's also, if you, if you have to explain to somebody what the whole thing, and this, I, I keep, like when I, I was sat with Gordon when, when I was there last time as well, and it's like, I keep forgetting to put, you know, search in or to intersect. put the intersect, I remember, but it's a search in a different and where to put it and like, Gordon just remembers it by heart now. And I'm like, I don't have to remember because Shane's tool will do it for me. So, but Okay, let me tell you the, the most funny story when I started in sourcing. So I made this list for Gordon, and then it was so Sue Amsterdam. And, well, you know, well, well, so it was the pre-drinks. So we got invited to the conference well, in a hotel. I'm not going to try to translate into that. Into that. <laughs> so Gordon said, come on, we're going to have drinks, and you're coming. So I walked into this hotel bar. And it was Irina, Jim Stroud, Johnny Campbell, Shane McCusker, oh, uh, Glenn Caffey, I think those five. Oh, and Balash. Like, okay, nice, international crowd, cool, worked internationally, no problem there. Within five minutes, laptops got open. And like, have you seen this hack? Have you seen this hack? And I was like, <laughs> dude, I just came here to get a drink. And then... Um, Warren came in from, he was then still monster. Mm -hmm. And he's like, are you getting confused as much as I am? I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. But that's how these guys run. I mean, mm -hmm. 
I'm like, okay, Gordon, I know you love to find out how it actually works. I just want to get my hire. So if I can use Shane's tool for it, it's fine. Sometimes, I, I mean, I am a little bit sometimes too techy that I want to see why I am actually doing that. So it's how it works. Know, yeah, it's good yeah. to know how to source on Facebook. On the other hand, in the Netherlands, it's not really doable to reach out to the people via yeah. Facebook. I wouldn't appreciate to be connected on Facebook just for a job. But it's a good sourcing tool. Look, Kim, if, if people want to keep up to date with uh, what, you, what you're doing and, uh, and when you're going to be speaking and things like that, where can they best uh, can do that? Well, I'm speaking in Germany, as you know, on April 4th or April 5th at Social Germany. And I'll be speaking later on in the in next year as well. Um, and we're working on a new blog. So, but we'll be posting in, in, in several groups um, very active or probably most active in badass recruiters from Marcel. Um, oh, one of the big tools we're using is SEO tools, mm-hmm. which is an extension, a Chrome extension. Oh, no, it's, a, it's an Excel extension and you build your own database, which I've shared a little bit, but we're still working on building it really cool so that we can share it online. But I'm still working around where, where people can be up to date. I would say just follow Gordon. <laughs> He's the tech guy. He, he will post it and then I'll follow. Sounds good. Look, thank you very much for, yeah, thank for you. having the time for me. And, um, and yeah, see you soon. Absolutely. If you're on the podcast version of this show, did you know that we have a YouTube channel as well where you can see the actual interview? If you want to see that, go to social.sourcingchallenge.com slash show and see all the interviews. And could you also support the show by rating in your favorite podcast player and give us a review.